Hey, it's Jared. Smack Talk with Mac. Jared McMurray here, talking college basketball around the country, especially Gardner basketball and your North Carolina favorites, Duke, NC State, and UNC Chapel Hill. Well, first talk a little bit about Gardner Webb. Very tough loss last Monday at Campbell. Had the opportunity to watch that game online. Uh, defense continued to struggle. Reoccurring theme dig a deep hole. Sometimes early in the season at home, the running Bulldogs have been able to get out of it. Lately, not so much. So, yeah, that was a tough loss. Campbell really struggled in conference play. They've played a lot of close games, lost a lot of leads. They held on to this lead and was able to get the victory over the running Bulldogs. That was two consecutive losses, right, for Gardner-Webb. After that first-place tie with five teams, man, they fell tremendously in the standings. Come back Saturday, playing Coastal Carolina, the defending Big South champions, um, and the favorite to win the conference and go dancing in March. Already beat them once down in Conway. Another opportunity here at home. Took them down. 66-64. Tyler Strange with a huge game. 13 assists, only two turnovers. He shot the three there with about six seconds left. Missed it. Tipped in by Tyrell Nelson with just a second or two remaining to seal the victory for the running Bulldogs. Very good win to get them back in the conversation for a top seed in conference play. So a lot going on. Some games coming up this week. Play Longwood this week. Uh, already beat them once at home. So battle them on the road. Uh, with that, a rematch with UNC Asheville, which will be fun. Uh, close, close by team or close by um, opponent. You know they're in UNC Asheville by an hour away. They will come to Boiling Springs, Paul Port Arena. Here coming up that. That matchup's looming uh, for the Gardner Brennan Bulldogs, so looking forward to that. A lot of ball left to play, and as I've maybe mentioned before, Tim Kraft told me they look at every game as one piece of the pie. There's 18 pieces of the pie in conference play. Each one's a different slice. more wins you get, the better seeds you got. Going to the conference tournament, possibly get a bye, better opportunity to make it to the final. You win the conference tournament. You're dancing in March Madness. All right, let's talk a little Duke basketball. Them pesky Blue Devils going on the road last Wednesday night in South Bend. Tough Notre Dame team. Jumped out that lead in the second half, and it looked like Duke was going to be able to hold on. Coach Keg is a thousandth and first win. Not so fast. Jerry and Grant, a big comeback for Notre Dame. We'll talk more about them in a bit. That's a tough loss for, for Duke. Uh, next day, Rashid Suleiman. Probably the most pivotal guy off their bench had been a starter previously. Dismissed from the team. Everybody's like, whoa. You know, Coach K's never dismissed somebody from his team. He held he has high standards and holds his players to high standards. But he had never dismissed anybody before. Must have done something bad. We don't know exactly what. I've heard academically ineligible. I've heard, you know, he pulled the last straw. He's got kicked out of practice. He's missed practice. It, regardless, uh, Big loss for them. Losing your sixth man, it kind of reconfigures your whole your whole rotation. You, know, you get your starters, and that's one thing, but your starters keep the game in balance early. But, man, that rotation really is critical, especially in close games. And they had to return to action Saturday, short and quick order, at Virginia. Another road game at Virginia. Virginia's undefeated on the season, undefeated in ACC play. If Duke loses this game, their four conference losses, four games behind the first-place team, couldn't happen. Trailed. Late, very late, by more than 10 with under five minutes to go. Was unable to watch 10 minutes of that game. 
really wish I could have, but Duke clawed, and they clawed. And that's a Coach K team. I mean, just their ability to come back like that, that's the difference maker of him as a coach and the way he coaches his players and gets them to play and somebody like Virginia. I mean, take nothing away from Virginia. When you have a coach, and Bennett, Coach Bennett for the Cavaliers, but when you have a coach like Coach K and you're coming off a road loss at Duke, it doesn't matter if you're playing the dream team. He's going to have his boys ready to play, and he's going to have give them a chance, and they're going to have a chance in the game to win it. And they did that at Charlottesville on Saturday. Uh, they're going to have to turn around and play some tough opponents coming up, though. So it's a long road to go, but instead of that four-game deficit to the first-place team, they're only two games back, cut into the lead, and they're right there. And another team with a surprising loss. You know, the ACC is going to be a challenging league. How about them Tar Heels? You know, 18-point second-half lead on Saturday at Louisville, KFC Yum Center there. Tough place to play. Montrezel Harrell, a big-time slam. Alley-oop about midway through the second half. Really changed the complexity of that game. Got Louisville back rolling. They clawed, they clawed, they clawed. Short story uh, is he came back and won. Beat the Tar Heels. Big win for Louisville. A lot of people saying question marks for Louisville is can they score? Um, so, yeah, big win for Louisville over uh, North Carolina. Still a lot of things to figure out for them. A lot of basketball left to be played for all these teams in ACC. A lot of basketball left to be played. So uh, I said last week we are going to talk a little bit about Notre Dame. So let's spend a few minutes talking about them. Very surprised team. Going into this season. Not a lot of people thought they would win a lot of games. I mean, they'd be a bubble team at best. And especially in the ACC play, it's getting challenging and more challenging every year. There's 16 teams now, a lot of top teams this year that they're going to have to compete with. And their non-conference schedule is just so weak where they're going to be able to put enough wins together in ACC play to get them in the conversation. Well, one loss in non-conference play to Providence, which is a middle-of-the-pack team in the pretty good Big East. And that was a close loss. Not too bad. And that included a win against Michigan State at home and a 30-point victory over Purdue at a neutral site in Indianapolis. You think Purdue in the non-conference there, they kind of struggled. And they lost to Gardner-Webb. They're playing better in conference play in the Big Ten. Also, Purdue might have the best front court in the country. Isaac Haas and Hammonds. I mean, Notre Dame size-wise... Who knows? That's a question mark. Do they have that traditional center? No, they're an outside shooting team. They're proficient. But they beat one of the best front courts in the country. Killed them. Smoked them. 30 points. So let's see going down the road. You know, said that loss to Providence. Had the win over Purdue and Michigan State in non-conference play. So they win at North Carolina on the road. That's their big first victory there in ACC play. A win over North Carolina home. Um... So their only other loss, their first loss in ACC plays Virginia at home. Not bad loss. You know, Virginia was undefeated until they lost to Duke. So that's that's an okay loss. They get the win over Duke, and then they got to go to um, Pittsburgh on Saturday. And from all I hear, watched a little bit of it, but they were physically and emotionally drained from the Duke game. Quick turnaround Saturday game, following Wednesday game, lose to Pittsburgh. Pretty devastating loss. But like I've said over and over a lot of basketball left to be played so they're 20 and 3 losses to providence on a neutral floor at Pitt and virginia home wins over duke michigan state at home like i said and at unc plus the win i talked about non-conference play against in-state rival purdue 
A lot of work still left to be done to get a top seed. I Right now, I don't see him getting a one seed. It's probably just not going to happen. But I see them as a solid two if they continue to play at their pace, continue to win a lot of games at their potential. No worse than a three right now. One thing I want to talk about is how proficient they shoot the basketball. 52% field goal percentage from the field, second best in the nation. And that starts with Jerry and Grant, who's averaging 17 points a game and shoots 51% from the floor. I mean, that's just un- incredible numbers. And they're also scoring over 80 points a game, which is top 10 in the country. And that goes back to, I mean, the proficient offense. You shoot that well from the floor, you're going to score a lot of points. Um, sit a game back from the lost column to Virginia. I believe Virginia is 7-1, and one, and Notre Dame's 8-2. and two. There's a two-game difference there, which is surprising this late in the season that there's that much of an imbalance. So Notre Dame's got a lot of work to do to get that number one seed because Virginia's going to play well. Duke's right there behind them, Louisville, UNC. A lot of room for improvement. Notre Dame, they got to get um, a little bit healthier. Connaughton's got to sh- keep shooting the ball well. Um, August has got to get healthy. Jerry Grant's got to continue his play. Mike Bray's got his team playing really well. So there's a lot to look forward to for Notre Dame for the rest of the season. Very surprised team, folks. So keep an eye on them. Now let's talk briefly here quickly. We're running out of time about VCU. Man, were they rolling. Tough loss to Crosstown Rival over the weekend. Richmond at home for the first conference loss and snapped 12-game winning streak. Hadn't lost since December 6th to another team we've been talking about, Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia's got a lot of good wins, folks. Um, but we'll talk about them another day. VCU, bigger loss than the loss to Richmond. It's, it, it's a crosstown rival. I mean, it's like the Cubs and the White Sox. I mean, the, you're going to lose some of those games. Um, and Richmond's middle-of-the-pack team in the A-10. I mean, they're they're decent. Uh, and the A-10's filled, good, filled with good teams. So, the Spiders are always going to play well. Bigger loss, though. Bigger loss than the game. Bredante Weber. He's down for the season. I'm going to play basketball again. Senior, six steals away from the NCAA record. I mean, you got to feel for that kid. Your heart breaks for that kid, not only for him, his individual record, and the continuance of his senior year, but what he means to that team. I mean, defensively, he means so much to that team, and that's such a vital part of Shaka Smart's mentality is defense, defense, defense. Defense turns into offense. They have the makeup of Final Four team. Don't know. I mean, I picked them in Final Four. Uh, preseason. Don't know if that'll happen. It'll be close, but still a make of them. Definitely going to have a good tournament run. They're going to lose more than... they're not. That's not going to be their own conference loss. They're going to lose again. A-10's full of good teams, but we'll see. So VCU, tough loss for them. Richmond, even tough for the loss, losing more for the season. Some other big games I saw the previous week. Two rival games uh, in the Big Ten. IU and Purdue first. Uh, IU been playing really well. Coming off the loss to Ohio State. Went to Mackey Arena, West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, battling Purdue, and lost. Blown out. Fans were great. Matt Painter finally outcoached Tom Crean. Not that Tom Crean, in my opinion, is the best coach. Matt Painter's been struggling um, getting his boys play. A.J. Hammond's incredible game. Incredible game. And Purdue's bench, he's finally starting to get a little rotation. Basil Smotherman's playing really well for the Boilermakers. And then Bryson Scott with John Octius and... Um, the other guard in foul trouble. The other guard's in foul trouble. Bryson Scott got a lot of playing time, and he made the most of it, folks. Uh, look for the Bullmakers to continue to play well. IU went to Rutgers, played them, had to surge late for a win. 
Boilermakers went to Northwestern, the last place team in the Big Ten, got an eight-point victory. Look for those two teams. They're going to be bubble teams going into March, so keep an eye on both of them. Two other bubble teams, I like to call this game yesterday. It was a bracket buster game. Michigan and Michigan State, two teams still trying to find their identity. Michigan's playing really well in Big Ten play. Michigan State's playing better. Uh, both some surprising losses in the non-conference. Levert for Michigan's out for the season. Walton Jr. was out yesterday. Wow. They battled. They battled Michigan State tough. Michigan State hung on for the victory and overtime. Um, but they got, I mean, Dawson is leading the way for the Sparties. Um, so, but he's getting help from other players. Tom Izzo is getting help from Valentine. Some other players, they're surging. So Sparty on with that. And they're going to make a run in the Big Ten. That's going to be about it for today. We talked Duke. We talked North Carolina. Talked a lot about Notre Dame and the ACC in Virginia. I mean, the ACC is the best conference in America. Didn't talk anything about the second best conference in America, though, today, and that's the Big 12. We'll talk about them in the future, I promise. Don't worry, Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma State. We're not leaving you out. You guys have good ball clubs. But next week, we will look at Arizona and then Wildcats out there in the Pac-12. They don't get as much attention as they deserve because of the conference they play in and the proximity to all these teams in the East. Also talking Missouri Valley basketball, Northern Iowa, Indiana State, and Wichita State Shockers. And Ohio State and their Frost Phenom, D'Angelo Russell. Until next time, this is Jared McMurray.